0: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Around the world, countries are taking steps to try to halt the spread of the Omicron variant of COVID. Here in California, there have been no confirmed Omicron cases reported, but Thomas Aragon, the state's public health director, says officials are closely monitoring the situation. In a statement released over the weekend, Aragon also said vaccinations, including booster shots, continue to be the best weapons in the fight against the virus. In Los Angeles County, public health officials are urging people to continue to wear masks at indoor public settings and at big outdoor events. Also in Los Angeles, full enforcement of the city of L.A.'s vaccine mandate is supposed to begin today people 12 and older must show proof of vaccination to get entry to public indoor facilities like restaurants, theaters, gyms, and museums. Establishments violating the mandate will face penalties. At first, a warning, then fines starting at $1,000 for the first violation and escalating to $5,000 for the fourth and subsequent violations. Meanwhile, in Stanislaus County, the Board of Supervisors has passed a resolution banning county facilities from requiring a proof of vaccination to enter. The board also added language to the resolution saying people should have the right to make their own health decisions. This new rule will not apply to private businesses that still want to require proof of vaccination. A federal appeals court has temporarily blocked a mandate for all prison staff in California to receive a COVID-19 vaccine or provide proof of a religious or medical exemption. KQED's Kate Wolf reports.
1: Earlier this month, a federal judge in Oakland ordered all California prison workers to get vaccinated following the recommendation of a doctor who oversees the corrections health system. The deadline was set for mid-January, but the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals temporarily blocked that order on Friday. Prison officials and the union representing correctional officers have argued the mandate would lead to staffing shortages. The appeals court will have a hearing on the rule sometime in March. According to the state's correction system, 32 percent of prison staff haven't received a single shot yet. That's compared to 19 percent of unvaccinated prisoners.
0: with an S. Thanks. In February, the Biden administration began winding down former President Donald Trump's controversial Remain in Mexico program. It sent people seeking asylum in this country back to Mexico to wait for months for their day in immigration court in the U.S., But over the summer, a Texas judge ordered government officials to restart the program. Now the Biden administration is preparing to roll it back out in the coming weeks. Reporter Max Rivlin-Nadler tells us that on the San Diego-Tijuana stretch of the border, migrants and their
2: advocates are split about what to do. Chantal is a 23-year-old transgender woman. She has been living in a crowded migrant encampment in Tijuana for a month. Sitting on a wall near her tent. She tells me she fled Honduras two years ago, after she was kicked out of her home by her father, and later beaten on the streets because of her gender identity. She has family in the United States, but that's not why she's trying to get there. She says they're very religious and won't accept her. In Mexico, she says she was briefly abducted by a gang and has been beaten up on the streets of Tijuana. She says it's just as dangerous to be waiting in Mexico as it was living in Honduras. She's been trying to enter the United States for months to claim asylum. And each time, she's been turned back because of a U.S. policy known as Title 42 that blocks almost all people from crossing the border during the pandemic. But Chantal is still trying to find a safe way to seek refuge in the U.S. What she might get is the resumption of one of the most dangerous policies of the Trump administration. For over a year before the pandemic, more than 60,000 migrants were placed and remain in Mexico, officially known as the Migrant Protection Protocols. But the group Human Rights First counted more than 1,500 reports of rape, murder, and other violence against asylum seekers in the program.
1: People are living in conditions that are best described like a prolonged episode of The Hunger Games while trying to fight their
2: case. That's Nicole Ramos. She's a lawyer with Al Otro Lado, one of the few groups that provides legal services to migrants in Tijuana. Waiting in Mexico border cities is not only dangerous, she says, but it makes it almost impossible to find a U.S. lawyer. And less than 1% of migrants actually won their asylum case while enrolled in Remain in Mexico. The Biden administration asked Ramos's organization, along with others, to help humanely reimplement Remain in Mexico. They refused.
1: We are not going to touch that program. We feel like our resources are better used conducting human rights monitoring and interviews and looking at ways to destroy the program.
2: While the Biden administration agrees it should end, the court order to reinstate it has officials negotiating with the Mexican government to resume the program in the next few weeks. And lawyers in San Diego say they've been told that immigration judges and courtrooms are already prepared. Kate Clark, a lawyer with Jewish Family Service in San Diego, says this leaves legal service providers in a difficult spot.
1: You can't make an inhumane program humane. That's the hard line for us.
2: But once migrants are placed and remain in Mexico, She says there are a few ways lawyers can try to get them out of the program and into the U.S. to continue their asylum case.
1: Whether in the future we're involved with submitting pro requests, that's sort of um, for us to consider.
2: At the Casa del Migrante shelter on a hill beside the Tijuana River, Kathy Kruger assists migrants each day. If people are placed in Remain in Mexico, she will provide them with legal assistance because she knows their options are limited.
1: If they still want to do it, you just have to try to facilitate them for a smooth way of doing it. Everything that they went through made them take that decision.
2: At the migrant encampment, just feet away from the border wall, Chantal and others feel that time is running out. There are plans to close the camp in the coming weeks. Chantal says she needs to take a step, any step to begin her asylum claim. If there is a chance at asylum in the US, even a slim one, she has to take it. She shows me a photo on her phone of how she feels most comfortable. Wearing makeup, a long dress, a completely different look. But here, she's in a sweatshirt and jeans, trying to keep a low profile. She knows entering the Remain in Mexico program won't get her out of Tijuana immediately. But it may be the only concrete step she has right now. For The California Report, I'm Max Rivlin-Adler in Tijuana. And that is The California Report for Monday, November
0: 29th. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.
1: Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, protecting your health and providing dependable care with safe in-person appointments and video visits, stanfordhealthcare.org adaptingcare. Paint Care, now with 800 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world.
2: I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California